episode 532. Welcome back, friends. I want to start out with an old Japanese tale called The Prodigy Ox. Once, when the Togodachi minister of the right was chief of the imperial police, he was holding a meeting of his staff at the middle gate when an ox belonging to an official named Akikane got loose and wandered into the ministry building. It climbed up on the days where the chief was seated and lay there, chewing its cud. Everyone was sure that this was some grave portent and urged that the ox be sent to a yin-yang diviner. However, the prime minister, the father of the minister of the right, said, An ox has no discrimination. It has legs. There's nowhere it won't go. It does not make sense to deprive an underpaid official of the wretched ox he needs in order to attend court. He returned the ox to its owner and changed the matting on which it had lain. No untoward event of any kind occurred afterward. They say that if you see a prodigy and do not treat it as such, its character as a prodigy is destroyed. This is from Japan, out of a collection called Essays in Idleness, 14th century. I used to sweat the small stuff. I used to let minor things bother me in a big way, and sometimes I still do. When it comes to the people that matter to me, I have the tendency to take everything they say seriously and weigh it a million times and interpret it in a multitude of ways. And as we talked about on this podcast before, our brain has the tendency to look for threats. As a result, we interpret a lot of what is happening in a negative way. And if you have been raised by people that always looked at the class half empty like me, then looking for the negative comes really easy to you. Don't get me wrong, I was always a happy person. But I also would quickly get frustrated, discouraged, depressed, and sad. When people in the past have told me to lighten up, I would get angry. They didn't seem to understand the severity of the situation. But that was exactly what I needed to do. I needed to lighten up. Because most issues I fussed over were not serious at all, in the grand scheme of things. I've gotten much better, but I'm still working on it. There are the little nagging things that appear to come out of nowhere at times that just don't bother me as much anymore, partially because I'm used to them, but mostly because I have made peace with them. A cranky co-worker, morning traffic, occupied gym equipment, unfavorable weather, unreasonable expectations from my bosses at work, and so many more. Now, I witness others who are sweating small stuff and I get pretty uncomfortable. Weight stuff getting reprimanded in front of guests, which I witnessed most recently at the New Year's dinner with my mom and a friend. People losing it when they have to wait unexpectedly, in stores, at airports, public offices. People feeling offended and attacked by words and actions of others, taking it personal, reacting emotionally and often making a lot of people around them uncomfortable. I've done it many times. For example, I take text messages way too far, sometimes single words. I struggle managing myself when changes occur to interfere with my plans. And sometimes the people around me witness this and have to suffer as a result. Sometimes it's just too easy to sweat the small stuff. We get triggered. Something within us reacts. Maybe an issue we are already sensitive about anyways. Maybe a need that we have that's not getting addressed. Insecurities, pain, 
Lots of reasons. And this is why I started with this short tale. Because it offers an answer on how to not sweat the small stuff anymore. Because it is easier said than done. Don't sweat it. But how do you do it? Two things happen in this story. Not only did the ox not get punished, but he was also accepted. While he was an obvious interruption, he was treated as a completely normal visitor and was included into the circumstance. I love this tale because it teaches us something very valuable. It's called acceptance. In order not to sweat the small stuff, we need to accept the small stuff as part of life. So let's be very clear. We choose what bothers us. We decide, not anyone else. They may bother us, but they don't decide over how it will affect us. And I realize that often we allow too many things to bother us. We take things personal that were not meant personal. We worry about stuff that we can't control. We are triggered by situations that have nothing to do with us. In his fascinating book, The 48 Laws of Power, which I am still reading for a long time now, Robert Greene states in Law Number 36, By acknowledging a petty problem, you give it existence and credibility. That's the case for every text message I react to in an offended way. It reaches me, and then it triggers something in me. Maybe dissatisfaction, some kind of emotion. And I allow that to bother me to the degree that I need to feel that I need to take some form of action. And then I respond. I have now created a problem. I have called it into existence in my mind. You could argue that the other person started it by sending an insensitive message. And maybe that was the case. Maybe the message could have been a different one. But so could traffic be less every morning, my co-worker less cranky, my boss is less demanding, petty problems. We all know the difference between a serious issue, one that needs to be addressed, and a petty one. The petty one goes away and is forgotten quickly when we ignore it. You know what things bother you, and this is different for everyone. Listen to this quote from Balthasar Gracian, which I took from the same book by Robert Greene. As some make gossip out of everything, so others make much ado about everything. They're always talking big and take everything seriously, making a quarrel and a mystery of it. You should take very few grievances to heart, for to do so is to give yourself groundless worry. It's a topsy-turvy way of behaving to take to heart cares which you ought to throw over your shoulder. Many things which seem important at the time turn out to be of no account when they are ignored, and others which seem trifling appear formidable when you pay attention to them. Things can easily be settled at the outset, but not so later on. In many cases, the remedy itself is the cause of the disease. To let things be is not the least satisfactory of life's rules. Letting things be is not allowing them to bother us. Letting things be means accepting what occurred. The ox that walks into a meeting. Letting things be is making space for the unforeseen, the unpredictable, the surprising, and incorporating it into our life. Letting things be is living life in peace. I know which text messages bother me the moment I react to them, 
I've called into existence an issue. And every time there is a problem present in our life, we spend our ever-dwindling time and limited energy on trying to solve it. Remember those arguments whose reason for starting you cannot remember after two hours of going at each other? How important was it really if you don't know why you argued? Wasn't it then just a waste of energy and time? When I'm stressed out about something, my body directs all its energy towards that thing. And the way I notice this is that I begin to lose focus on all other important things. I can't concentrate on someone who's speaking to me, for example, or, or a podcast that I'm listening to. I'm in a different world. I start eating things I would otherwise never eat because I'm not thinking about my food choices at the time. I say things I would otherwise not ever say, and I regret them usually later. Those are often things that I'm normally trying really hard not to say. Things that I am working on. Everything else that requires normal energy expenditure suddenly becomes difficult because there's a problem that requires all the attention that we have available. Hence, I want to minimize all unnecessary interruptions so I can live a calm and balanced life. And letting things be is the answer. Sometimes, not all the time, but many times, the best thing to do in a situation is to do not anything at all. To not respond, to not think about it for too long, and to just move on with life. Try it today. You'll notice how quickly the matter disappears. The potential problem goes away. The matter forgotten within minutes. If the issue persists, like an annoying co-worker, but you cannot do anything about it, then letting go, even if it's hard in the beginning, soon will become easier. Choosing to not let it bother you will help you learn to accept it. This conserves your energy and your time for more important matters. Many situations in life are either not a big deal or are simply out of our hands. Note that this doesn't apply to everything. Some issues need to be addressed and you will know which ones those are. I am talking about the petty things that require our acceptance. Because if we don't learn to accept them, they'll make our life miserable. The more attention you pay to someone or something that bugs you, the stronger you make that person or that situation. A small annoyance or a mistake is often made worse and more visible when you try to fix it. Letting it go is often the best answer. This also applies to the things that bother us because we cannot have them. Why waste energy? It's best to move on and focus on other and new endeavors. Because when we meddle with the petty things, often we can get lost, sidetracked, and run ourselves down problems that are not solvable and frankly, not important. Lots of work here for us, but maybe I can motivate you to work on developing the skill to sense problems and to distinguish between the critical ones and the petty ones. And then to learn to let the petty things go, even if they want to trigger a reaction in you and to smile more while looking away and redirecting your attention to the critical matters in life. This will contribute to not only more peace within us, but also more peace amongst all of us. Much love.